Hello, and welcome to the Minnesota Family Law Podcast, the podcast by, with, for, and about family law professionals. My name is Tom Tuft, and I'm a family law attorney and ADR provider at the law firm of Tuft, Locke, Jerebeck, and O'Connell. The CARES Act and other federal legislation means we, as family law professionals, have new obligations to educate ourselves and better advise our clients. For that information, we often turn to our financial professionals. My guest today has been in the field for over 30 years. She is a senior wealth manager with Laurel Plan- uh, Wealth Planning Company, a company she founded in 1998. I am so pleased to welcome Laura Coons. Laura, I'm so happy you could join us uh, today and, and share some, some of your wisdom. Um, so I'll, I'll start with some of the big changes that, that Congress has made. Um, can you run down some of the changes with the CARES Act and other legislation that uh, would be of interest to family law professionals? Yeah, absolutely, Tom. I'm happy to. Um, here are the things that we are thinking about right now. One is I think that the unemployment compensation of the additional $600 a week makes an enor- for four months makes an enormous difference for folks who have lost a job or their um, salary has been reduced. Many companies are not laying off at reducing salaries by 20% or 30% or even are self-employed or part of the gig economy. And the CARES Act, um, that $600 a week plus um, the maximum unemployment in Minnesota might mean that a person is making on unemployment 60000 a year, fifty to 60000 a year if they're at the higher end. It's a lot of money, and it gives a lot of cushion. Now, keep in mind that unemployment is taxable, so people will have to pay federal and state income tax on that, and, and they should ideally be withholding as well. But that gives families that are struggling, uh, where the marriage is struggling, that gives them much more wherewithal than they would have had otherwise, where they, their unemployment would have been um, half that or, or lower. So I think that that's a really big deal. And it's also a really big deal to note, and some of your clients may not know this, that the, the CARES Act extends that to self-employed people, the people in the gig economy, the people who just have a salary reduction. So our clients that have had a 20 or 30% salary reduction, we've highly encouraged them to go apply through the state of Minnesota for unemployment, You know, see what they can get. Um, our clients that are self-employed, we've highly encouraged them to do that where their revenues are off. So I think that that is one very big thing that the CARES Act provided. Um, another, of course, is the Paycheck Protection Program, and we encourage uh, our business owner clients, consultants, law firm, accounting firms, et cetera, to apply. Many have received it. It may be too late to get more monies at this point, uh, but we know many law firms that have benefited from that, and, boy, that is an area, uh, if you haven't done it, to apply or, or to keep your eye on. Other things for clients are that um, there is a brand new, just for this year, $100,000 withdrawal from work plans or from uh, IRAs for COVID-related uh, expenses. That would might be job loss or it might be um, an income reduction. So if you've got clients um, coming in and um, they're thinking about dissolution and one of them's had a 20 or 30% pay cut, and now there's, it's hard to come up with the, the money for fees and everything else uh, for the dissolution. Um, going to the work retirement plan or the IRA 
and taking a withdrawal because, hey, there's been a 20 or 30 percent reduction or there's been a layoff um, is absolutely okay. And you can take that out without a penalty and actually pay the tax back over three years. So I think that's a really big deal and even better than some of the usual quadro-related provisions or the 72T provisions. So I think that's well worth looking at. Yeah, because um, with the quadro, you have to pay it, the tax to that year, right? I mean, that it's it's due in that yeah, the year it's drawn. Right. Okay, so that is this will be better that's than a right. quadro yeah. situation. Okay. This is better than a quadro. That's right. Oh. Because with the quadro, you can get out of the penalty. If you do it right, you get out of the penalty if you're the recipient of the 401k or what have you. But you still have the federal and state tax. And this gives the, as you say, there's no penalty and the federal and state tax is paid over three years. So that's a big, big plus. Yeah. Uh, today in planning. Um, a few other things that are going on, interest rates have become very low. I just have a, I have a client who just were asking a lot of our clients to consider refinancing their mortgages. And so you might have a client who came out of divorce three years ago and has got a four, four and a half percent, 30 year mortgage. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about a client right now when I'm talking about that. And she just refinanced for 3.1%. Um, rates are changing all the time. You want to find a very good, um, professional like a Mitch Irwin, and we know others who will help your clients monitor the rate. Um, we think of um, it being a good thing in refinance if they can reduce their rate by at least a percent. Um, by, and of course, with our clients, we're a sounding board on all those expenses and so forth and when it makes sense. Um, but I think financing, refinancing, and for clients that are in the, in the middle of the dissolution, home equity lines have become another, a new good consideration. So home equity line interest that is not used for home improvements is not tax deductible. That's true. That's a law that came about two years ago. Um, but home equity line interest is pretty inexpensive right now, sure. 4%, 4.5%. It's usually very cheap to take out. I mean, in my mind, a fine source of liquidity for a family that is struggling to pay its fees to go through dissolution um, and so forth. So much um, COVID-related or CARES Act-related, but you know, clients thinking about renting versus buying, um, clients are going to have more trouble selling the house right now. Um, houses are just, our clients that have thought about selling their houses, houses are just not moving. And so what do you do about that? And uh, we haven't had any clients buy houses, so I don't know if they're getting a great deal, but that's something to think about. Um, but you think about some of those more transitory solutions, you know, maybe renting for a while versus buying mm-hmm. that, that sort of thing. Um, and so I think that that's just another, another tool in the quiver. Wow. This is, this is great information. As, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about which cases a lot of these things apply to. And, uh, uh, especially that, that, uh, 401k, uh, withdrawal arrangement that, uh, that's a whole different way of thinking. And and what you'll want to make sure on that is that the, um, but the ERISA plans, the work retirement plans, the 401ks, the 403ds, they were supposed to amend their plan for this. And, for, for example, I, my business is a 401k plan. I just signed our plan amendment. So um, so make sure you, as, as with any ERISA plan, work plan, you've got to see what the plan documents say. So make sure your client goes back, checks the plan summary, and that they have that, they have that option. And that option is definitively available with IRAs. Okay. So... It's it's challenging um, for us with the social distancing to you know to work with clients. We're doing you know a lot more phone conferences and some some Zoom conferences with clients. 
How are you working with clients? That's a great question. Um, I have not been very good with technology to date, at least in my own mind. My, I have a staff of eight, and the younger folks are a heck of a lot better at it than I am. And, boy, I've gotten better <laughs> better. Yep. And we're just doing a lot of Zoom. We're doing a lot of Zoom. And we were doing, we have clients all over the nation, and we were doing Zoom before. And clients sort of were okay with it, and maybe they wouldn't show up on the other end because they didn't want to show us that their hair wasn't combed and that kind of thing. Boy, <laughs> now they are right there. Yeah. And they're good at it. They're good at Zoom now. They're comfortable with it. And, of course, with Zoom, you've really got to watch the security issues, right? So it's our understanding is if you make sure that you have a waiting room there so that you only admit the people that you're approving, you make sure there's a password for the meeting, those really increase your security. That's, of course, important in any of these confidential discussions. Um, But we're finding that clients are very comfortable with Zoom. They're very appreciative of a video conference. And for the work that we do, we're very, very able to pick up on things. So I'm thinking about two clients going through dissolution right now that we've been chatting with. And I I do feel we're able to pick up on um, cues and concerns and, and we're able to share information very, very easily, you know, pull up pull up a chart of information and share that and talk about that, um, you know, have that empathy. Um, so I have felt that that has gone um, amazingly well. Well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, how, what do you do? I mean, can you in your field put your clients at ease in some ways? I mean, this is anxiety-producing time right now. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when, when a client is going through dissolution, when we've been brought in, Tom, and we, we serve higher net worth clients. Uh, most of our clients were million to 20 million with us, some more, some less. We work on complex investment situations um, that have all sorts of wrinkles, charitable, all sorts of things. Um, but when clients are going through dissolution, that's, that's anxiety provoking enough, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we, we use a lot of our normal uh, style with them, and that is just being really compassionate. Um, trying to move through that, you know, the, the they want to give you often that long report out on all the drama, trying to kind of move through that and, and, and get to the pieces that we can help with and, and keep trying to really help in coordination with the attorney, executing on the things that the attorney has asked us to help with, whether it's talk through the home and then all these opportunities with regard to that. I think that's a real opportunity right now is for attorneys to talk to a good financial advisor, financial expert about the opportunities under the CARES Act that might apply to their clients. Um, but I find that that's more our usual style and our usual work, but I am finding that Zoom works very well for that. And I do have one client that I did, did need to go see, and I you know, I gowned up essentially. I put the mask on. I put the gloves on. We did the social distancing, um, but, but I did need to see her personally and went out to her home and um, that seemed to work okay too, though I think talking with somebody with a mask on is, I think that's hard when it comes to trust building maybe, mm-hmm. but, um, but I, I do find that Zoom, except for our clients that are not technologically enabled, that client was not, Zoom is working amazingly well, and it's a, I would say that our average client is probably age 65, a range of 40 to 100, and, you know, it's amazing, all but four of them can do Zoom, so it's, it's just amazing. Um, I think for clients who have come to us and now the divorce is six months away, a year out, two years out, 
what is so critically important, we've talked to almost all of our clients over the last two months, once, twice, what is so critically important to their peace of mind is that we can say, you have a strong financial plan, that this has not changed your retirement goal. This is your progress toward your your retirement goal or your education goal. We took into account a near-term recession in our modeling, so nothing has changed. You still have a strong financial plan. And what has struck me so forcibly, because we spend so much time with our clients, you know, before a disaster hits, you know, analyzing everything, looking at everything. And I go back and I look at that work now to refresh myself before talking to a client. I go, okay, that's why we did all that work. We did all that work for now such that we can say, no, you're in good shape. You know, we already sorted this all out. You know, you're in good shape. And then the clients can sit back and and listen to the kinds of things that we've done to update their situation today, which would be um, buying at a bargain when things were down 10%, 15%, 25%, 35%, taking moves that enhance safety, selling some quality bonds, going to FDIC-insured cash, very safe cash, Mm -hmm. um, doing Roth conversions and Roth contributions when markets are down, 529 contributions when markets are down. Now, Now that they know they're secure, they can hear you on all that, sure. and they and they love it. They love taking action on those things and taking advantage of this time. So I think that's what's so important is all the work that that serves the client, that helps the client, that helps make the client secure before the the difficult event happens. And boy, I'm just so reminded about that now. Well, Laura, I certainly do appreciate uh, your time, and and wow, what a what a font of information you have been. Um, going to have to share this with my firm and, and colleagues and uh, kind of rethink a little bit how we're, how we're approaching advising our clients. So really appreciate all the information. Well, thank you, Tom. You guys do a great job. And um, family law attorneys, um, they do a very, very helpful service to clients in helping sort them out and set them up and send them on their way. So thank you so much for bringing me in, Tom. I really appreciate it. Certainly appreciate Laura's insights, and I'm sure there's more to come as Congress continues uh, to push through uh, additional pandemic relief legislation. Tomorrow's going to be an extremely important uh, podcast. I'm going to be speaking with uh, Judge Martin, who is on a co-chair of the Other Side Committee, which is the uh, state courts uh, committee that's looking into, investigating, suggesting, uh, encouraging, creating plans uh, for, for moving forward uh, and, and coming out uh, successfully on the other side uh, for the courts that are experiencing tremendous backlogs in all areas of, of business, but uh, perhaps from their perspective, most importantly, uh, criminal uh, law. Uh, Judge Ireland, uh, who was on the podcast last week, you know, pointed out that there are people who have been in custody this whole time who are presumed innocent because they have not yet had their, their day in court, uh, who are languishing and they are going to be priority, which is going to create more challenges for us in the family law world. So I certainly look forward to hearing from her. The following day, uh, Wednesday, we are going to hear from Tiffany Wolters, the chair of the family law section of the Minnesota State Bar Association, who also uh, provides some important insights. Once again, we have come to the end of an episode. 
So to my family law colleagues, I say thanks for listening, and I look forward to continuing these discussions. Now take care of yourself and your family so you can take care of your clients and your business.